Hello everybody, you listen to J Movie Talk, episode 220, as I'll be talking to movie White Lightning. You know why I'm here, don't you? I said you know why I'm here, don't you? Bird Reynolds is Gator McCluskey. He's a booze running, motor gunning, law breaking, love making rebel. He hits the screen like a bolt of white lightning. Whether he's racing the law. Gonna be in trouble now. Or chasing the ladies. I don't believe in fooling around, man. You want to just say so. <laughs> Gator's the fastest thing alive. Ooh, now I know why they call you Gator. Only two things in the world I'm scared of. What's that? Women and the police. He's got a score to settle with the Bogan County Sheriff. But no sheriff is gonna kill any brother of mine. Hey, you better come with us then, huh? He's a damn tough cookie. He run Bogan County. I'm gonna get mean, Harvey. Go and get that sheriff, man. You'll have to kill him. And he means to do it one way. Or another. All units, got a man heading after Jackson Road. Cut him out. Bird Reynolds is white lightning. He never strikes twice, because once is enough. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I am back, um, kicking off Burt Reynolds month. Um, yeah, uh, here we go. Uh, going to be talking about the one, the only Mr. Burt Reynolds. Um, and, uh, I, you know, when I came up with doing this, similar to what I did with Nicolas Cage Month, I said, let me pick a few movies that people are not too familiar with. And, of course, one that people probably know him best for. So the one that people know him best for, I'm going to save that one for last. So I decided to kick it off with White Lightning, um, which I first found out about i want to say maybe about four years ago um and i was like what is this and the first time i watched it i was just like this is completely different from the burt reynolds that i was accustomed to when i was a kid and i would watch certain movies of his um i mean of course i watched Smokey and the bandit um because they used to be on television all the time and so i watched that and then i mean cop and a half which i'm not covering on this podcast um but who knows it might show up on another part podcast that i'm a part of oh because it is a question of whether it's bad or if it's good um and everything but um yeah like i said uh, i watched that when i was a kid and then you know, because this is during the 90s, so he shows up in striptease, which is like him just off the rails in that movie. And I remember the first time I saw Boogie Nights. And I mean, I did do that movie some some time back on the podcast. And he's damn good in that movie. And the fact that he kind of didn't, you know, want any type of credit for that movie not saying he wouldn't want to be uncredited, but just like after the movie was done, it's like he didn't want to really be associated with the movie, which is kind of sad because I mean, like I say, he's damn good in the movie um, and everything, but we're not going to talk about his later career. We're here talking about his earlier career. So um, this movie came out in 1973 
And a quick synopsis is an ex-con teams up with federal agents to help them with breaking up a moonshine ring. And it stars, like I said before, Burt Reynolds as Gator McCluskey, Jennifer Billingsley as Lou, Ned Beatty as Chef J.C. Connors, Bo Hopkins as Roy Boone, Matt Clark as Dude Watson, um, R.G. Armstrong as Big Bear, and Dabs Greer as Paul McCluskey. So, like I say, this movie came out in 73, which is a year after Deliverance, which I think is the movie that really put Burt Reynolds on the map, even though his part is somewhat smaller-ish in the movie, because, I mean, halfway through the movie, he his character get his leg broke, so he's just kind of out of it. But the first part of the movie... I mean, he is like, you can see like this dude is a star and everything. And I thought it was interesting. Like they did his character like that. Um, or the fact that he played that character because he could have easily been either John Voight's character. Well, yeah, I say John Voight's character. I, don't, I, I couldn't see him playing the Ned Beatty part. Um, and for reasons, if you've seen Deliverance, you know why I, I say that. But um but yeah, it was interesting, you know, seeing him. So he does Deliverance in 72. He does a few movies um, before. Well, it comes out the same year as this uh, movie called Shamas and the Man Who Loved Cat Dancing. And like I said, this also came out in 73. And you could kind of see with this movie that it's the beginnings of what we would see a few years later with Smokey and the Bandit and as I kind of go through certain things I'll make reference to what I mean by like hmm okay that yeah I can see you know how that came about even expand upon in Smokey and the Bandit I mean one thing I'll say right now is that there is a car chase scene that features Sheriff Connors and one of his deputies that's driving and Sheriff Connors is yelling at him and it's funny that they the uh deputy's name is junior so right there it's like hmm that's basically beaver t justice in in junior as like you don't realize until after you've seen the movie it's like okay i could see like them probably remembering this or something and just kind of carry that on um and everything so the movie was directed by joseph Sargent, and you probably wonder who the hell is joseph Sargent? well I mean, I looked up his film just to see if I've seen any movies that he did. And as I look through it, I notice I see a movie that that I'm very familiar with um, as being something that I've seen of his. And I'm talking about good old Jaws, the Revenge, 1987. Uh, He directed that. But I mean, before that, he, he did movies. Um, before that of course um, and just kind of looking back at some of the stuff that he did also now I'm gonna have to do a little bit more research on this because it says he directed Buck and the Preacher and I remember I I did Buck and the Preacher but for some reason it says that he's uncredited um, as the director and that Sidney Poitier actually gets the credit for it so it makes you wonder did did Sidney Poitier direct the whole movie or did Joseph Sargent get fired in the middle of directing the movie or something like that? Uh, I didn't look too, too much into it, but he's uncredited credited for also directing Buck and the Preacher. Um, but most of these movies uh, also too, he did the original taking of Pelham one, two, three in 1974. Uh, he did MacArthur in 77. Um, but most of the movies of his career, as I'm kind of looking through it, I'm not really too familiar with without outside of the ones that I named. Um, yeah, he but I mean, he had a pretty long career because oh, well, he directed also Mrs. Evers Boys in 1997. And he did a lesson before dying in 1999. Uh, he directed. Well, I didn't know that he directed Bojangles 
in 2001 where um, Gregory Hines played uh, Mr. Bojangles. He did Something the Lord Made uh, with Alan Rickman and Most Deaf in 2004. And the last film that he did was something called Sweet Nothing in My Ear in 2008. And he passed away December 22nd, 2014. So he had a relatively long career. Like I say, most of the movies that he was known for, I am not too familiar with. Um, But it's just kind of interesting. Some of the movies that he's connected to that I know a bit about. Um, Yeah, so I I think that was kind of interesting. Um. Like I said, I might have to look more into that whole Buck and the Preacher thing. So, the movie, it starts off with um, looking over, I guess, kind of sort of the bayou area um, and everything. And we get the the music from this movie, which is one of our favorites. And it's funny uh, that I was more familiar with the music from this movie than the actual movie for a long time because is because quentin tarantino uses it a few times in a few of his movies he uses it in kill bill doing um the fight scene towards the end and he also uses it in um uh was it in glorious bastards uh he uses it also in that and like i say so i was familiar with with this music so after seeing those movies and then seeing this and hearing the music like oh okay so that's where that comes from so like I say, it starts out with that and we see there's two boats um rowing along and one of the boats we have uh Chef JC Connors and the other boat is these two young boys and they're tied up with cement blocks um and everything. It's like, okay, what the hell's going on here? So they get out <clears throat> they get out to a certain point, um and jc he grabs the shotgun and he shoots the boat and it starts to sink and he kills the two young boys so we find out that one of the boys that was killed was gator's younger brother and gator who's been in prison for the last four years he finds out about it so he gets pissed and it's like there's nothing else he can do because he's he's uh served four years of five-year sentence so he still has a whole year before he can get out of prison so one day he's kind of like really pissed and everything so he ends up beating up one of the guards and he tries to make an escape and he goes running and everything takes the you know the deputies and everything on a chase and everything as he's running around and then the warden cuts him off and like gator what the hell you think you going and he's like oh shit you know he's like he thought he was gone but he's not so um the warden he basically puts gator on a um on a work um line a chain game basically and the warden he comes along he tells gator he's like look he said you can either do your time hard or you can do it slow he said i've seen a lot of boys come through here they say but say just listen to me now you can you can do this you can do your time hard or you do it slow so gator starts thinking he tells the warden, he's like they say well the federal government is the one who put me in here so you think they could be the one to help me get out? And he's like, what you mean? He's like, what if I told if I can get uh, some evidence on the sheriff of uh, Bowen County uh, talking about J.C. Connors? You know, you think they'll help me get out? So the warden sets it up for him to meet with some of the federal agents. And it's like, OK, we'll let you out. You know, you get us this, this evidence against him because they've actually been like surveillance in uh connor's and he's been on their radar for a while but they can they've never had anything stick on it so we gator coming to them like okay i'm willing to you know get evidence on this man so they're like all right sure so you say we're gonna set you up with one of our um you know parolees that you know help us out and, and that's how he ends up getting out of prison so um one of the biggest things about this movie and I even posted it on Twitter um, earlier this week where this movie and for anyone who's ever played the video game Mafia 3, there's quite a few similarities. Um, and I'm not sure if the people who did Mafia 3, if they watch White Lightning and 
said, yeah, we're going to take certain aspects of that movie and incorporate it into this game. But the whole thing of like running, you know, whether it's drugs or, or moonshine or things like that. And it takes place kind of in similar settings and everything. And you basically, even though in, in the video game, you're more connected um, than what Gator is in the movie. But just watching it's like yeah there's quite a few similarities and it's funny too because one of the cars that um that clay uh from mafia 3 that he drives is very similar to the plymouth that gator drives in this movie because how is it that okay this man gets out of prison they set him up with this this uh plymouth car um this brown plymouth and from the outside it just looks like a regular car but the engine is an engine is basically souped up and when they get out of gator he's looking over the engine he's like Ooh wee, you know and everything he's just excited about this and, and it's funny when when he gets in the car and he drives off he speeds out because before he gets in the car the uh one of the federal agents tells him say hey just try to keep it between the ditches you know we basically keep it on the road and the first thing he does after he speeds off from them is get himself caught up in a car chase and because he decides to air this thing out just to see like how it is and it's also funny too like it's okay it's a couple of bad cuts where clearly if you know what this car looks like the gear shift that he's shifting is not the same of what they show and it's just funny how it is it's just like what but because those Plymouth cars they do not have that gear shift that's in mounted into the floor it's up on the steering wheel like a lot of the old cars used to be but in the movie they make it seem like the gear shift is actually on the floor and he's shifting gears like that and I just think it's funny how that kind of plays but yeah he takes the cops on the um on a car chase around and you almost run over some kids and it's like what the hell but um right here you can kind of see like okay this is this is kind of similar to something stuff that you would see later on in the Smokey and the bandit movies um which like i say is a few years later so gator he loses the cops and he he finds his way into town and he rolls up on two women that's walking and he just he happened to see women because like I said, he'd been in prison for four years so he's like talking to them and everything and it's like oh uh gator you back and oh you want to see your parents he's like yeah yeah i'm going to see him now um and everything so he goes to see his parents uh and it's it's crazy because dabs greer who plays his dad you probably wonder who the hell is that well that's the old man from the green mile that plays the older version of Tom Hanks character in the green mile. And it's like, well, shit. It's like, this dude was always old. And when I looked it up in 1973, this man was fifth in his fifties. And it's like, what? It's like, it's crazy. It's like how some of these actors have always been old. Apparently like depending on when you see them, but, um, yeah, so he goes to see his parents and the interesting thing about it is he asks about his brother, you know, like what happened and everything and about what he's going to do. And the fact that his his parents are not happy that he's actually going to basically snitch on the sheriff who killed their son, you know, to bring justice to to him and everything. It's like that's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, they, they actually are not happy with Gator you know, doing what he's going to do, which I thought was kind of interesting how they played that. Um, but yeah, going back to what I was saying about, um, these older actors in these movies. So this movie features a few older actors who've always been old. So I already talked about Dabs Greer, uh, RG Armstrong as big bear. I mean, I've never seen him in a movie where he was young. Even when he was younger, he was always old because like in this he's in his 50s it's like what it's like this is the same dude that shows up i mean of course he was in a few sam peck and paul movies he was in in uh pat garrett and billy the kid um uh, i mean he was in um 
predator as the as the general uh he shows up in dick tracy uh like i say the dude has been around forever he, he's in the car with james brolin like i say but even no matter like how far back he go depending on what movie you've seen him in he's always old in it and it's like what the it's like was he ever young like he's always old and also too uh john stedman who plays a uh, dude's uh father i mean he's probably best known for being the old man from the original hills have eyes but he's always old no matter what you see these people they're always old and I, it kind of got me thinking like are there any other actors that's like now that's that's like that and i mean the closest would probably be maybe morgan freeman but but it's but even then i mean if you go back to a certain point you do you have seen him younger like i mean when he was in electric company um he was like in his late 30s going on 40s because he didn't really start acting until he was like in his 30s 35 i think um but you see him young younger but with these dudes you've always seen them when he was old it's just crazy um and everything maybe i should do an episode just talking about that uh particular topic uh at some point but but yeah uh so gator he goes and meets up with dude watson played by matt clark who doesn't really want to get involved with this because of the fact that they're going after jc connors who he's like terrified against and dude he just wants to you know he just wants to do his uh derby racing and and work on cars and just just you know just chill but because he's under the fbi's thumb in a way he he's forced into this situation um so dude takes uh gator to meet up with uh roy boone played by bo hopkins and at for at first roy he's not like eh, like i don't know like if i if i like who is this dude um and everything but before they meet up with roy as they going inside this pool hall where, where roy hangs out uh lou played by jennifer billingsley she's sitting out in the car and as they walk past i mean she just she sees gator and she just like she perks up quick it's like who is this you know and of course i'm gonna talk about that later but it's just funny like how they kind of set it up like at the beginning that she has a thing for gator so while they're inside talking with roy um gator kind of gives his backstory it's like who he's like worked with and and things like that and because duke he's saying he's like sure you don't need a blocker uh which is basically what the bandit is and smoking the bandit with uh the snowman he's a blocker and it's like you sure you don't need a blocker he's like well you know i don't know maybe like so they go back outside and dude takes um roy over to the car and shows him the engine and like he just like really you know he's really putting in a good word for gator to gotta get him get a foot in the door so he can you know get get the information that he needs for the fbi so while they're over there talking at the car gator he's talking with lou and like i say it's just funny like how they got this thing going on and and because we find out that lou is actually roy's woman uh, so that comes up later on um but one of the things um that is kind of funny in this movie is when they they after uh roy leaves and you see sheriff connors he's coming over the hill where they are and he's walking he's like oh that's sheriff connors right there huh like well man, maybe i want to say a word to him so 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 gator and dude they get in the car and dude not realizing what what gator's about to do he he screams out of the out of the parking space and he goes flying up to where um connor's is the connor's he's standing there with his look like who the fuck are you and and dude he's he's sweating and he's like hey uh hey sheriff how you how you doing so uh connor's he leans into her, like what's up dude he's like who, who's this he's like, oh this is gator oh it's like uh-huh it's like uh and the whole time gator is just just staring this man down and just revving the engine and connor's is looking at him like 
like you really tested me huh and everything Gator's like just 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 give me a reason because gator knows that this man killed his brother but the thing is connor's doesn't know who gator is at all and the way dude is like in this thing he's just sweating the whole time i know it's i know it's probably hot but at the same time he's sweating extra hard because he just don't want to get in any type of trouble especially with the sheriff who could potentially take him out to a doggone uh river or something and shoot him down and you know so he can drown out there or something so so they they drive off and leave um one thing about this movie too is Ned Beatty's performance as Sheriff Connors. Now, like I say, the year before this, he's in Deliverance also with Burt Reynolds, and the character that he plays in that is completely different from the character we get here, where he's more like this mean, terrible sheriff. And it's kind of funny, like no matter what Ned Beatty's in. Even when he plays a asshole in a movie, he still has almost like this likable-ish quality to him. Maybe because he was always like, maybe because he really was such a nice person. So it just even with him trying to play a bad guy, he still comes across with that like nice thing about him. Um in this movie and it kind of shines in this movie a few times too because there's a few scenes in the movie with his character where if it was a different actor i think you would really see like the nastiness of this character and even though he does some bad things but because it's ned Beatty, you just i don't know it's, it's kind of weird to explain you just have to see it or if you've seen him in movies where he's played a bad guy you probably know what i what i'm what i mean by that um, but I thought he was good in the movie as playing the the villain um basically in this. Um so so after that we we get where get to see the first time where Gator he does some blocking for Roy and Roy is like really impressed with how Gator um handles himself. But in the process of it, Gator ends up messing up the car because he goes and jumps the car on a damn barge to get away from the cops and when he does this because this actually happened for real that when the stunt driver drove the car onto the like when he flew it onto the barge he actually did screw up the front end of the car so they kind of worked that into the movie where gator screwed up the car and he needed to get it fixed a bit so while they're getting it fixed and everything gator and roy uh they go and that's when we first meet big bear who who kind of tests gator a bit and gator doesn't have any pushback because he's like Man, i don't know like gator like don't be trying to test me and everything and but big bear he is it's like at the same time he's infatuated well not infatuated but more um he actually think okay gator's on the up and up because roy he even says like dude vouches for him but but big bear is like yeah i still don't trust him and honestly we shouldn't trust big bear but that'll come up later um so gator and roy they go wait outside the uh courthouse because they're just trying to find a way well at least gator's trying to find a way to get some evidence on connor so they see where this woman's coming out and it's like we find out that this is uh connor's secretary and so we get this whole thing where Gator basically flirts with this woman and she's an older woman um, and everything. She's uh, yeah, she's an older woman. And Gator, he basically, you know, starts talking to her and whatnot and trying to, you know, basically get like a sympathy thing from her. And her first initial reaction is like, like, you don't have any parking tickets, do you? He's like, no, I don't have no parking tickets. And everything. It's like, well, you know anywhere that there's good to eat around here. So she was like, so she started telling about this restaurant. And so he takes her out to eat. And like I said, he's basically whining down and he takes her back to the place. And he was trying to basically have sex with her. And she stops him and she goes inside the gate and she's like, I just know you want me to get rid of a bunch of parking tickets. And get it's like, what the hell are you talking about? I ain't got no parking tickets. Which he wouldn't have any parking ticket because he's been in prison. He probably don't even really have a license. Um. Anyway, but I just thought that part of the movie was real funny because it's 
for one is out of left field and just how it plays in the movie and it never comes back up um i guess they just use that as like a failed attempt for him to have to kind of go a different route of basically getting 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 closer to the inside with connor's um they just use that so uh one thing about this movie too is now bo hopkins plays uh roy boone and anytime bo hopkins shows up in the movie especially back in the 70s you knew he he was always going to be a piece of work in a movie <laughs> you know <laughs> he just one of them type of he just one of them type of actors um and everything but it's funny because him and jerry reed who plays the snowman in smoking abandoned they basically are like interchangeable so when i was watching when you watch this movie you think hmm, you know bo hopkins could have easily been the snowman and jerry could have easily played roy boone in this movie and it's kind of funny because jerry reed actually shows up in the sequel to this movie gator which i'll be doing as well um but of course bo hopkins is not in that so it's like the two of them cannot exist in the same space basically um but yeah i think it would have been interesting like if bo hopkins played uh the snowman because because like i say him and jerry reed are relatively interchangeable they even kind of look similar um a lot uh so getting back to something related to um roy and we're talking about lou uh where it's this running thing through like the first part of the movie where lou really has a thing for gator and she even and she doesn't even try to hide it so much because there's a scene where it's gator her roy and dude at dude's house and she literally because gator's sitting on the car she literally goes and like leans in between his legs like she's like standing between his legs and roy is there and it's like did roy not see what's going on here or is he just oblivious to what's going on that he doesn't even notice it so lou has this thing of talking about she she wanna uh she wanna offer gator some of her shaky pudding and if you know what shaky pudding is uh i just let let you uh let the listeners just just google what shaky pudding is in the urban dictionary and you understand what it is um but so it's like that's even brought up when the three of them are going because for some reason lou is going along with gator and roy on these runs it's like why exactly is she riding with them which didn't make any sense but um but yeah she was going along with it and like i say she's just openly flirting with gator in front of roy so and i was as i was watching the movie i, I kind of know it's like why does why does this actress she she kind of reminds me of somebody else and to bring it to more current the actress who kind of reminds me as far as mannerisms and of that nature is the actress betty gilpin from glow and most recently uh being in the tomorrow war and also uh she was in the hunt as well which i think a lot of people should check that movie out the hunt it's a lot better than um because i really hear people talking about it i mean i reviewed it uh last year when it came out um and everything but i rarely hear people talk about the movie the hunt and she's damn good in it um but yeah i just feel like jennifer Bisley and betty gilpin they 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 have similar uh features um and everything so i could have easily like if they i put it like this if they ever remade white lightning betty gilpin could easily play the Luke character that's basically what i'm saying um so <laughs> we get to a point where gator is basically i guess living with roy and and lou and gator is out in the is in the lake swimming and roy he's dead to the world sleep and lou she's making breakfast and she literally makes this makes gator a plate walks out on the dock and the two of them you know are talking and everything and and really flirting and this is where lou decides to basically grip up old gator in the uh in the lake 
and she give him some of that shaky pudding um <laughs> and everything and all the while roy is inside he wakes up he he stumbles around the house for a bit he's yelling for lou and he's just looking like what the fuck you know and he sits down at the table he started eating because she made breakfast enough for all of them so he's sitting inside um eating and because it keeps it cuts back and forth between lou and gator in the lake and roy in the house just i don't know he's hungover he just look a, a good goddamn mess oh uh, man just down bad basically you know, like i don't know what the hell he was. maybe he's drinking moonshine that's why he woke up looking the way he was looking but but yeah so that whole thing's happened um so sheriff connors he finds out that the fbi is is basically on his tail anyway because he has a lawyer friend who knows about this whole thing and they find out that dude is a fbi informant so connor's gets pissed and everything it's like god damn it you know you know the fbi they trying to get me and all this so so he is trying to figure out a way to get the fbi off of his back and basically what he's probably been doing for who knows how many years that he's been the sheriff and doing all the illegal stuff that he's been doing because we find out that Sheriff Connors actually take a percentage from a lot of the moonshiners in town um, and everything. So Roy, he gets suspicious finally about Gator and Lou. And while they are at a while they're doing one of their pickups, he actually confronts Gator about Lou. And I actually like how Gator kind of turns his back on him. So Gator's like, all right, look, he say. Say, so let's get this straight. He say, "Are you gonna marry her or what?" And it throws Roy off. He's like, "What?" And Gator's like, "That's exactly what I thought." And it's like, "Marry her?" But he's like, "What does that have to do with what we're talking about?" And really, what is referring to is that this woman is overtly flirting with other men. Roy probably fools around with other women, so they're not married. So what? What difference does it make? If Gator was fooling around with Lou, if Roy doesn't have any intentions of making an honest woman out of her, it's basically what Gator was getting at. And it's like Roy couldn't understand. It's like, yeah, I can do what I do. But, you know, she fooling around with somebody. And if I know this person, that's a problem, you know, type of thing. So it's kind of a weird thing. But also it comes up later, which actually gets both of them in trouble. So, uh while wow, all this is going on, Connors and some of his goons, they go to dude's house and they start harassing, harassing his wife. And this is one of those scenes where it's, I, I, I would say this for it to be done in the seventies. I think if this movie came out into, in the later, like, cause this is 73. So the movie probably filmed in 72, but if this movie came out probably a few years after this, I think we would have got a completely different scene than what we get here where Sheriff Connors and his deputies, they go there, they're talking to dude's wife. She tries to run out the back door to get away. The deputies, they end up catching up to her. And one of the deputies, for some reason, he thinks it's cool to basically start assaulting this woman. And he has, he literally has his head up her dress. And it's like, what the hell is happening here? And Connors, he comes out and he was like, um, say, ma'am, you mind getting getting my deputy's head from under your dress? So he comes up and she puts her arms like like an X over herself and she because she's facing towards the camera and she puts it like it's almost like a defensive thing. And Connors, he doesn't he doesn't really. In a way, he saves her, but at the same time, he does it in a way of where he could care less if his deputies raped her or not. It's just they need to get information from her. So, Connors, he asks her, where is dude? And she's like, well, I think he went. To, he should be at his parents' place um, and everything. So, Connors and, and the um, deputies, they go to the parents' house and like i said john stedman the old man plays his dad and the fact that he has a freaking pinball machine on his porch so he's playing pinball and the wife she's sitting in the chair knitting when connor's and his people come up and he starts questioning about where's dude and it's like i haven't seen dude dude's not here so 
sheriff is pissed at this point because like okay the wife she tells me that he's here i come out here and he ain't here so what the hell is he so he goes there he stands in the screen door which i mean if you live in certain areas you still have screen doors i mean my grandmother had a screen door at her house um so he stands there at the screen door. he's like you know what he said you know i think this uh the screen door has a loose hinge he's like why don't you come on over here and check it out he's like, yeah go and put your hand in there so he puts the puts this man hand in the in the screen door hinge and he closes it down so he basically crushing his hand up in there and he finally tells him where dude really is and after that he's like oh you know you, you know you should put some ice on them fingers <laughs> And things like, but it, but it goes back to what I said earlier about Ned Beatty being like like nice because yeah he does this bad thing but at the same time it's, it's like yeah you know put some ice on it you'll be all right you know just being real he he's being nice nasty in a way uh or nasty nice depending on how you want to phrase that um so um so we get to a point where Roy and roy and gator they're going to make a pickup and well they're actually going to to big bear's house and because yeah they're going to they're either picking up or they drop it off i can't remember which one it was because after and the reason why this even happened because big bear really gets suspicious of gator because gator goes inside big bear's house early in the movie and he's looking through some documents and he finds something but big bear because he's outside talking with roy he's like well where's that where's that gator and everything so he goes back to the house and while he goes back to the house uh gator he runs over to where um big bear's wife is sitting in the bathroom with a damn under a hairdryer and he's like like he's talking to her and everything he's like what the hell is going on here like i'm just talking to the lady I'm like why don't you get the hell out and big bear just gets real suspicious of about gator because it's like it's just something about gator that he doesn't like so going back to where roy and gator they're drop with and with lou they're dropping off at big bear so they, they looking around dude he comes out and he's like gator what the hell is going on and before he can finish what he's saying he gets shot out of nowhere he falls down and he dude is dead so dude get killed and we find out that big bear is actually been working with connors this whole time so it's not that big that big bear was suspicious of gator for unknown for reasons like oh i just don't know about him in regards to my business he was suspicious of him because of the fact that he was also working with working with the sheriff and everything so you get this whole thing and this is where roy really shows he's really no good because when the shooting starts and even he sees that dude's been killed he ducks down in the house and literally runs off the back way leaving leaving gator but most importantly he leaves lou keep in mind that this is the same woman that he was pissed at gator about but when shit gets serious he runs off and just leave them to be handled by the by the cops and it's like what kind of it's like what kind of kind of man are you that you gonna leave okay you leave gator eye you leave gator but you leaving your woman right and, and, and it goes back to what gator was saying to him like are you gonna marry her or what and i guess this was the or what because it's like he can always get another woman i suppose so big bear and the cops they take um gator and lou hostage and once again these sleazy ass deputies are trying to have their way with um with lou and because connor's is not there so yeah it's even more you know no one to really uh rein them in because they damn for sure ain't gonna listen to big bear if he did do but he wouldn't tell them to stop even if he wanted to but while they're over on the side talking uh big bear he goes and starts talking to gator and gator kind of uses this as an opportunity to get the jump on them where he tells them tells big bear that she has a tattoo and so it was like oh yeah so they start like basically filling up on lou and while they all paying attention to lou gator he bashes uh big bear over the head with a glass and 
he ends up beating up the cops. One of the cops get killed. He manages to free Lou and they start to run off. And as they're running away, Big Bear comes to and he shoots Gator a few times, shoots him in the shoulder and in the arm. As they leave and Lou has to basically she has to save Gator at this point. So they end up so Gator falls out as they leave. And the next time we see Gator, he wakes up and he's there's a bunch of women or uh, young women around him. And we find out that this is Sister Mary's uh, home for te- uh, unwed teenage mothers. And because no one would think the look of them for them there, apparently. So that's why Luke took him there. And we find out that there's a young girl that's there. She has a baby. And she was like, your name McCluskey. And he's like, yeah, it's like your brother named Donnie. So we find out that this girl is actually Donnie's baby mother. And the baby that she has is Donnie's baby. And this kind of upsets Gator. Like, so we, we here's what we find out that why Donnie was killed is because they were protesting. And Gator even says, like, what the hell they got the protest in Bowie County for? You know, and so she explains, like, we take you go to one of the worst, you know, towns, you protest, you know, just to bring awareness to what kind of thing that was going on in the world. Um, and Sheriff Connors, he was not happy about it. He came down there and that's when he took Dottie and the other boy. And that's what that's where the movie starts off with them out on the on the um in the water and them being killed. So, like I said, all that happened before the movie actually started. So, Gator is like, at this point, he knows what he has to do. So, some way, somehow, Connors and his cop friends show up. And Gator, he gets inside the car. He takes off, leads them on a on a crazy chase. And he crashes. He crashes into their cars a few times. And this is something I said a long time ago on the podcast about real cars like from back then is was something different because you could smash into a car and everything and you barely have a dent in it because it was made out of real steel whereas now if you did this same type of scene now in a movie with a newer car car be looking like it's chewed up and everything because sheet metal is not real steel so so that's why we get this whole car chase um, and everything. And it kind of goes a few times. So once again, going back to like smoking the bandit, taking them on a wild chase and everything. So one of the cars that um, that the sheriff is in, you know, it gets gets stuck in the ditch. So he gets out of one car, gets into another and he decides to go chasing after Gator himself. So Gator actually uses this as a way to trick Connors because he sees him going over over like a little embankment thing. It's like, hmm, all right. So he floors it and he goes flying after Gator. And it's one of the coolest shots where Gator has literally went down because it's what we find out is like where the river is. But the sheriff doesn't realize this until it's too late. As he goes flying off into the water, Gator just chilling there with his arms crossed um, by the car. And it's like uh, the sheriff, he's like, oh, no, as he goes flying into the water. And because I guess because of the impact of the crash into the water, the sheriff can't get out the car. So he ends up drowning and he dies. And the movie ends with Connors getting like a celebratory um, parade you know and gator he's there and his last the last line is like uh the die really the the young really do die young and then he walks off and then we get credits um and everything so that's pretty much the movie um white lightning uh it's it's an enjoyable movie uh for what the time is um and like i say to see why burt reynolds became one of the biggest stars that he became i feel like this is one of those movies and also too the reason why like the car genre kind of became what it became too is because of movies like this um and everything so if i had to give the movie a rating out of four no out of five plymouths i would probably say it is a it's a solid two and a half 
out of five um like i say is, is it the greatest movie no but just to see like some cool character actors some and of course burt reynolds you know being burt reynolds being cool in a movie um is very much worth it and, and everything uh like that for a favorite character um i probably would say that hmm that's a tough one because as far as a favorite character um i would probably say well it's kind of a toss-up between gator and lou um as far as being favorite characters um because they had some good chemistry together and her role is a lot more becomes a lot more important than you would think it would become and i thought jennifer Bisley did a great job in the role that she was given and also to it that scene at the uh unwed mother's home you find out that she was an unwed mother and it kind of raised the question okay is roy the was roy the father or what it's like there's a whole backstory to her that we never know about we just hear about through a few lines of dialogue but like i say she becomes a more important character in the movie as it goes along um and everything so i was yeah i would say between gator and lou has been my favorite character so that's pretty much for this episode uh thank you guys for listening um of course i'll be back for episode 221 as i do the sequel to this gator which was titled gator um and everything of course you can check me out on the twitter of course at the j jazz which is my personal page or the movie podcast page j movie talk also on instagram at jmt podcast and of course all the episodes are part of the tv zone podcast network wherever you listen to your podcast at whether it's on itunes spotify uh, stitcher uh pod chaser and also to the newly added amazon music um you can listen to us there but also to really appreciate it if you check this out on the tv zone uh tv zone podcast network website which is www.tvzonepodcastnetwork.com um like i said i will catch you guys next time for episode 221 as i'll be talking about the movie gator and peace <laughs>